Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. What's up, everybody? My name is Alex. And I'm Nick. You're listening to The Thread, presented by Ronnie Scott and Hennessy. On SohoRadioLondon.com. FTB by Robert Glasper. We're gonna play our backstage interview with him. It was uh, it was really, really cool to have him last week. I can't even express. We were just off air talking about how it's really one of the best trios in the world is Derek Hodge, Chris Dave, and him. And then he had you know he had the DJ playing samples and spoken word over really emotive stuff. Um, Really, I, I, can't, I can't stress it enough. If you get a chance to see Robert Glasper in any form, you really should do. So we're in the, um, the back speakeasy of this brand new venue, Lafayette, where we have had the absolute honour of uh, presenting you here for the last three nights. How's London treating you? Great. Amazing. Yeah? It's always good. Yeah, always yeah. have a good time in London. Yeah. Uh, it's the only place I really actually enjoy the rain. It's okay. <laughs> so it's been a little fleeting five-day trip. You've, put, you've packed in a lot from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. You've got, oh, yeah. You got a session in with, with Chris and Derek? Mm, I got a, yeah, we went to the studio. Yeah. yeah. I did some other um, recording stuff. I joined Tom? the Tom Niche, yeah. And then then I did a bunch of interviews. I did the once the six festivals, six Sixth music day. festival. Uh, and these shows, yeah, it's been... It's been these shows, yeah. I was going to say, it, like, it seems like when you come to London, you get off the plane, pick up the phone, and just start reaching out to all the mm. crazy players. Is that is that a theme? Anytime you arrive somewhere, are you looking for who's around? Um, if I have time, if I'm there for a while, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to be somewhere for three or four days, for sure. You know, if I, if I know one person, I'll be like, yo, I'm in town, and then I'll let everybody else know. And I'll be like, let me know what's going on, what's popping. Because I like to try to get as much of the city as I can yeah. if I'm there if I'm yeah. not too you know wiped or something like that but yeah. there's definitely certain places where you go you gotta get out and go yeah, like New York LA yeah. Atlanta London yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Berlin Paris I'm done alright <laughs> <laughs> those are the spots when uh, I'm gonna say when your people can I call them your people your team reached out um, about coming to London. Yeah. Um, I think I think you were building, you were looking to build some shows around the Six Music Residency. 
and what they said was, can we create something a little bit like the 50 show residency we did at Blue Note, right. which was incredible, man. Yeah. I saw some of the footage. It's, it's exactly how I want to see you as a fan of you, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in that small, intimate environment. So, you know, Lafayette here, small club. Why do you like doing that? I like the people being right here. I yeah. like to feel it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You feel the energy more. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just a better experience for them and a better experience for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just nothing like it being in a smaller place. You know, I, I hate uh, you know, the huge venues. The it's just ones. like, watch me. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, here I can like, you know, give somebody a high five in the audience. Yeah. So they, mm-hmm. they can literally, I can look you in your eye. You yeah. know what I mean? They can see what I'm doing, see what Derek's doing, see what Chris is doing. You know what I mean? It's a whole different experience, yes. hands down. So I, I, I'm much, I really enjoy small places. We used to, we used to, um, in New York, me, Chris, and Derek used to, uh, there's a club that only fit 60 people, maybe 80 at the most. Um, Which one's that? It was called the 55 Bar. Oh, oh yeah, 55. Yeah, 55. That's Stern, right? Yeah, yeah. Stern owns it. Mike Stern owns it, doesn't he? Uh, he might own it by now because yeah. he played there all the time. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. doubt he owns it. I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. But there's, there's to be this manager named Scott. Yeah. or the owner or the manager or something like that yeah. anyway I would call him the day before and yeah. be like yo we're all in town can we play there tomorrow yeah. and he'll be like sure come th- let's do a midnight thing and we would wait until the next day halfway through the day and be and then say it hey we're gonna be you know oh that's the way yeah. boom like and then like literally, yeah, like, like, literally literally like you know fucking 500 people outside and only people can be, and but you can see through the window. Yeah. You know what I mean. I remember the last time we did it, we did that, and it was the street was packed with people, and literally, and all of a sudden we're playing a song. All of a sudden, hear a fucking trumpet out of nowhere. It's fucking Roy. Yeah, you know, and we hear it. I just heard it, and I heard it getting closer and closer, but you couldn't see anything because there were so many people. And then he just wiggled his way, and then it was like, oh fuck, it's Roy, and he played with us. You know what I mean? Like wow. that was, yeah, man. Wow. So days. you're to the recording side of it. I think. If anybody wants to, we, we, we are short on time. If anybody wants to hear Robert talk about uh, Black Radio or any of that, I suggest listening to the last People's Party that Talib, the conversation you had with Talib. Oh, he yeah. goes through all that. That's amazing. Tune into that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about, just for a brief moment, about uh, Fuck Your Feelings. Yes. Because that's what you're doing. Torn. It feels very, very live. Yeah, it is. And, and all, all your records feel very, very live. Yeah. You want to talk about the making of that record and the concept of Fuck Your Feelings? Yeah, I mean, my records in general, I try to, and, and definitely have Fuck Your Feelings, I always try to keep a live element and a realistic element. I try to make it as close to a live show as possible. So I don't record in the daytime because I never play in the daytime. I record at I, night because I play I, at night. I drink. Prince vibes. Because I play, I drink when I play. <laughs> is, the, is the drink the same as the gig in the... In the... Uh, <laughs> might, be, might be more in the studio, actually. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, what we do in the studio is we hang out and hang and hang and drink and whatever, just kick it, and then we'll be like, you feel like playing something? All right. And we'll go in and play, and we'll play for like 45 minutes straight. That's what we did for fucking feelings. We literally did that. We just hang out. And before I got to L.A., uh, it, we recorded two days before it. Originally, it was just us three in the studio kicking it, yeah. hanging out, and I was just, let's record some stuff, see what happens. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, you know what? Let me invite a few people to come hang out. Mm-hmm. So I just called a few people, like, I made a little flyer, and I just put it to a, a few people. Yeah. Come hang out. So yeah. we got couches put in the studio inside the, where we were playing, and then we got like 12 cans. Yeah, man. So you can be in there here at damn near a full bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it became a hang. And then it just the word spread, and then just people started coming and hanging out while we were recording. You know what I mean? So, like, 
YBN came, Herbie came, you know, all yeah. the people that's just, just right. rolling through. Uh, Yubba. I didn't even yeah. know she was coming till like that it day. Was yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? So that, 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 that's why it felt like that. And we're just kicking it like we're in a club. And, and, and because when you're recording, you can. Because you can always re-record. Shit came out right. You can always re-record. I knew nobody was expecting that record. I didn't have a necessary deadline. So if it came out whack, I could just okay. Well, let's do it next week, or we'll figure it out. You know, whatever. But I love I love the fact that I love recording like I play live because I feel like that's the there's no better feeling than being somewhere and feeling like it's live. You know what I mean? You can have records all day when you go see a live performance. It's like oh my god. So Mm. I try my best to bring that. To the recording. That's interesting. So the, the way the guests happen, because I remember hearing on the Talib uh, podcast about yeah. how with Black Radio, getting everyone's diaries synced to get Erica in the room yeah. and, and everyone was yeah. was a nightmare. Whereas yeah. this seems a little bit more organic. It was like, super organic. Yeah, there, there wasn't a there was not a list of people. I was like, this is who I want on, yeah. on the fuck your feelings. That's kind of not how I even do Black Radios. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's kind of it's very 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 organic. It's kind of like. Who have I been talking to in these recent... Who's been in my spectrum in this mm. recent time? Mm. You know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. But then there's some people where I'm like, I want to reach out to that person. Cause so who's, who's some of them? Because I've seen some people pop up on your Instagram like, oh, I can't wait to hear that record. Like, see you playing with Ben Harper and stuff. Yeah. And I haven't heard the track, you know? But, <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> was, that was on Ben Harper's album. I don't know, I don't know if that came out or not. He put, a, he, he put it on an instrumental album. So I, I went there and did some, did some stuff for him. For that. Is, there, is there, like... A couple of bucket list artists that you haven't played with yet, maybe outside of the states that you want to bring in. Tom York, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's probably my Tom York and B York. All the Yorks, bring them yeah. on. <laughs> we can do it in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, he's thought about this. <laughs> That's gonna be my thing. Yeah. No, as far as international artists go, those are literally in my top two. They've always been, yeah. like Tom and B York, one hundred percent. Um. Real, uh, taking a bit of a left turn. You know, you're very. You, you've been in this thing for a long, long time. You've been playing from a very young age. I wanted to ask you, maybe, give a gem of advice to maybe some of the younger artists that are coming to now when they're facing a world where it, it seems like music school versus the punk thing is is um, more relevant now than ever because things are becoming so institutionalized. And mm-hmm. I know you've. You've spoken on things like this before. Mm-hmm. What's a bit of advice for you know a 15, 16 year old kid that just loves it and doesn't know how to approach learning their instrument and whatever? Um, I just I, I say just make sure you have a healthy balance. What I did was I made sure I wanted to go to school in New York because for me I needed the healthy balance of being after I leave the school walls I needed somewhere to go and get the real shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. I want somewhere I can go to this club, go to this club, go to this club, mm. hear students that were better than me, <laughs> and see my see my the, the masters of the music play, and then you have school where they teach you whatever they teach you, and you take some of those things because they're important, and you leave some of those things because they're not important. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you need to have the balance. Cause some people, all they have is the school. If you go to a school at a place, like I always say, it's like... Um, um, going to going to swimming school in the desert. Like you go mm-hmm. into the school and they have a pool. Mm-hmm. You're in school swimming, but when you walk out of that school, there's nowhere to fucking swim. You know what I mean? So your only your only connection to the swimming is the pool, mm-hmm. and that's how some people are with college. They yes. all there's nothing to do outside of those walls. Yeah. So they're 
locked in that college and they get that college mentality and those teachers who are probably failed musicians or whatever, you know what I mean? Some schools have great teachers, but uh, most teachers wanted to to wanted to do it couldn't do it so like why am i learning from you again yes and i i know this for a fact you know what I mean? so some of those teachers can really hold you back some of some of those teachers can be very um spiteful and very yeah. uh very jealous because you're doing gigs they want to do you know what i mean so you have to have a balance outside of that school with leave the negative stuff take what you can it's, it's really good to know what you're doing understand understand your craft to the fullest you know yeah, what i mean but also get out there and learn from the streets yeah. at, at the same time. So I would definitely say it's both. It's I, I, I would not, if I could do it all over again, I would take the same path. I would definitely go to music school. Yeah. Because that's, the music school I chose, I feel like I chose the right place to go. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, I hooked up with the right teachers. They taught me the right things. And I, and I met the right people at the yeah. school. Yeah. You know? Well, New York City, you can feel like, you, can, you walk around Greenwich Village and you, you can... You can feel live music at, at all times. Yeah. But you claim Houston really hard. Yeah. You're wearing Houston jersey all the time. Yeah. You lived in New York a long time. <laughs> but, but, well, I'm, but, I mean, but, I'm, I'm raised in Houston until yeah. I was 18. I'm from the crib, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing the James Harden jersey. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not going to wear the Knicks jersey. Why would I do that? Yikes. John, John Starks or something. Uh, John Starks, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it was just just following on. It reminded me of the Miles quote where he said, "You know, learn all the, learn all the notes, learn all the scales and stuff, and then forget them." Exactly, because it's going to hold you back and yep. keep you in the box. Yeah, and it also reminded me of a great music education uh, uh, organization we have in London called Tomorrow's Warriors, and mm. they're a grassroots mm. organization. They bring up musicians, and we've had them in, and they they like their big thing is get the guys out playing. You know. Yeah. Get them jamming with each other. Yeah. That's that's the learning process. Right? That's the learning that's the process. process. And, and also with colleges too, what I feel a lot of colleges doing, I feel like they breed you to learn how to play in a restaurant. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's what they're putting out because you have to learn these hundred standards. If you don't know these standards, yeah. you can't play. You got, you got, you got, how are you going to get a gig? Mm-hmm. The gigs you want, they're not playing standards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gigs you want are with... Matheny and mm-hmm. me yeah. and <laughs> those cats. We ain't yeah. playing standards. We're playing original music. The standard. If you want, if you have to learn all these standards, you're 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 getting breeded to play at a cocktail party. You yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. that's the kind of musician they're breeding. A lot of colleges. They're not showing you how to be the best version of yourself and how to learn who you are yes. and and really focus on your composition and what you're trying. You know, they don't they don't really do that. You know what I mean? I learned more from students than I mm. did. The students in the college, I learned more than I did teachers. Yeah. Hands down, you know. Yeah, you're, you, I know you went, you studied with Bilal, who blew the absolute roof off of Ronnie's yeah, we had a few months ago. Incredible. Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Never had yep. anyone slay Jeff Buckley before. It was on oh my the God. Oh, what did he play? What did he sing? He did it. He did Grace. Yeah. Did he? Buckley, yeah. Slayed oh, wow. It. It was, yeah, yeah, it was really... It was really Real quick, um, what's what's coming up next? You're flying You're flying back tomorrow? Yep, I'm flying back tomorrow. Um, um, working on new material? I'm working on... Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of working on Black Radio 3. Whoa. Yeah, right now, in the middle of it. So it's been a, it's been great so wow. far so good. Wow. Right, is the black is there a Black Star album coming that you have something involved with? I'm not involved with it. I'm, I'm I've, I've been I talked to them when they said there's a track they need me on. Okay, <laughs> but we'll see. But there's definitely a Black Star album for sure. Any Brits going to be on Black Radio Three? Possibly, possibly. I've already started some little little ideas. 
he's, with he's some not, people. He's not. He's not, not going to give us me advice. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working here. You know. I try. Well, I had Brits, but I've had Brits on every black radio. I had um, who the hell? Yeah, last the Black oh, Rail Two. Yeah. I had Marsha Ambrosius. Yeah, you had Emily Sandy. I had Emily, and I had Emily Sandy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And yeah. then uh, did I on part one? Did I have? A I didn't mean it like that. It's, it's not even that I'm British or anything. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, you gotta Well, look, I mean, London really thanks you for coming over and doing these shows. They've been really, really special, for really sure. intimate. Um, safe journey home. Thank you. Um, use hand sanitizer. Of course, <laughs> of course. Um, Definitely. And maybe maybe we could finish on um, just uh, the influence of McCoy, who sadly passed um, this week. Yeah. Maybe we could ask you to choose a track that will play. Um, oh yeah. One of, one of your faves, maybe. Whew. Um. Mm. Actually, I'll choose a, a song from McCoy's album. Oh man, there's so many of them. There's an album I love with uh, McCoy and Roy Haynes, just yeah. trio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they play Have You Met Miss Jones. It's really killer. You do that one. But I, I got I to gotta go. I'm going to go with the real McCoy. Yes. Passion Dance. Yes. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. I got to, yeah, 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 yeah. Passion Dance, for sure. That's one of the first right. tunes I ever, re- I ever arranged. Mm. In 11th grade, I got asked to be in, in a, a student... Uh, I, I got picked. They did this thing. Best high school students mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. And you go to Denver and you all do a camp in high school. And that's where I met Terrace Martin at the camp. Wow. And Keon Harold at yeah. the camp. And Brandon Owens at the yeah. camp. And right there at the camp, I I had to arrange one song. And I arranged Passion Dance. And we played it there. Yeah. Maybe. That was my first, probably the first time arranging any song. Maybe, yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, for sure. It's fun. Definitely. Passion Dance from The Real McCoy. The album featured Joe Henderson, Ron Carter, Elvin Jones on the drums, and McCoy Tyner. The incomparable, rest in peace, mm. McCoy Tyner died earlier this week. We're going to play a couple more tracks by Robert Glasper. Uh, we could have done an entire show, really. Uh, the amount of music that he's touched, whether it be hip-hop yeah. or his experiment or the trio, or I mean, it's really amazing how much uh the man has done i think you know i'm i'm the ripe age of 35 i think when i'm 60 years old we'll still be talking about this guy um i think he's one of the musicians of our time so it was real pleasure to sit down with him and speak even if it was only for 15 minutes and sorry if you had to endure the recorder bouncing around a little bit uh lesson learned but i'm not going to take all the blame i thought it added to the vibe alex yes i thought you did a good job he alex disclaimer he was in charge of the recording process hey easy easy uh you know you knocked it out of the park. Thank you. <laughs> We're uh, going to play two um, Robert Glaspers now. Uh, one from the recent Fuck Your Feelings mixtape featuring Herbie Hancock. Kind of knows everyone, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, a ridiculous list of special guests on the new mixtape. And then going into one of his classics, the remix of Afro Blue featuring Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. 